Gospel Message Week 7. Are you connected? What does it mean to be connected? Many of us immediately think about political affiliation, societal membership, corporate hierarchy, family status, and other relationships we have with people in power when asked about our connections. Today, I want to discuss a connection that supersedes while encompassing all other types of connection. I'm talking about your connection with God. What does it mean to be connected with God? As Christians, we go to church, help the poor, pay tithes, obey religious rules, and erroneously equate that to being connected with God. Brethren, I hate to burst our bubbles, but those things do not define our connection with God. To be connected with the Creator of heaven and earth, the only one who owns our lives, we each must have a direct relationship with Him. Not the collective relationship we build when we gather with others to worship Him. We must seek Him and fall in love with Him on a personal level. St. Augustine once wrote, To fall in love with God is the greatest romance. To seek Him is the greatest adventure. To find Him is the greatest human achievement. A connection with God is when we align ourselves with Him and hand over the reins of our lives to Him. He then becomes the pilot of our aircraft, the captain of our ship, the shepherd of our souls. Let's stop for a minute and think about the plumbing systems in our homes. If we are connected to the public water system, there is a pipe that runs from our house to the central city water line. And as long as this connection exists, we automatically expect to have clean water in our homes, right? That is what happens when we're connected with God. He becomes the supplier of all our spiritual and material needs. As long as that connection remains open, our access to favor, grace, mercy, blessings, and other great things in his treasury remains unlimited. However, when an obstruction occurs within the connection, we fall from God's presence and have to now depend on our own earthly connections, which most of the time fail us. What are the things we must do to connect with God? As Christians, we need to stay away from sin. When we live in sin, we clog the pipeline that's supposed to connect us with God. Our sins grieve the Holy Spirit, and once the Holy Spirit no longer dwells in us, the pipe becomes a vessel filled with vile objects. It's almost like a backed-up sewage line that has overflown into the water line. Just picture that. What happens is that the sewage pollutes the green, clean water and then stinks. In addition to staying away from sin, we must prepare ourselves by reading the Word of God and invite the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, 
and ye are not your own? The Holy Spirit is our spiritual GPS. The Holy Spirit is our advocate. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. To be connected with God, the Holy Spirit within us teaches, guides, intercedes, and intercedes for us. It provides us a direct access to God's throne. It convicts us whenever we trespass. It empowers us when we are weak. And it keeps us on the path of righteousness. When the fire of the Holy Spirit is lit in us, we are constantly seasoned by the Word of God. It becomes almost impossible for anything to obstruct our connection with God. Once we have a connection with God, we must do the following things to maintain our connection. Number one, we must learn to reverence God for who He is, period. Not just for what He has done, not for what He's doing, not for what is yet to do, but for His supremacy. We must reverence God for being the unparalleled supreme being. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12 too, that He is the author and finisher of our faith. He knows our beginning and our end. He therefore has it in His power to connect us with the right people. Those connections we spend time chasing around and sometimes compromising our values for will be handed to us on a platter of gold if only we learn to reference God. He is the God who has the hearts of kings in his palms and can have protocols, regulations, procedure, bureaucracy, all changed in our favor within the tinkle of an eye. Number two, we must pray, praise, and worship him at all times. Because our connection with God puts us in constant communication with Him, we need to pray, praise, and worship Him at all times. When we do this, we have less time to worry about the troubles of this world. When we pray, praise, and worship Him, we are assured that the good, bad, and ugly chapters of our lives are written by Him. And if or when we're in a storm, is there with us because we're connected with him. Let prayer and praise be our steering wheel, not our spare tires. Praise him, even when we find it too hard to pray because we're oppressed, just praise him. Remember, when praises go up, new connections are made in our favor. It's almost like a neural pathway. Think about it. When you activate a neuron, you just have to wait and watch the spiral effect. A pathway is formed, other neurons are activated. That is just what happens when we pray, praise, and worship God. Number three, intercede on others' behalf. Connect with others and connect others with God. Just like unbelievers seek earthly connections to make headway, we must let our connection with God connect others to Him. We must pray that others experience the same divine connection with God. In closing, keep that connection unobstructed. 
stay connected with God and watch all other types of connections fall in place. 1 Chronicles 16.11 tells us, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face continually. Brethren, He's standing at the door of your heart, ready to connect with you. But just like the city water line, you must extend your pipes to connect with Him. I pray that you invite God into your heart today and let your life be continually filled with the best from Jehovah's treasury. Stay blessed. Stay connected.